0: Awesome. Well, first of all, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to do this. If you don't mind just doing a quick intro for the people that may not know who you are and what you do. Uh,
1: Mike Scirocco, my friends call me c I'm the CEO and founder of People Building Inc., which is a training consulting company to help businesses and individuals build themselves and build their people uh, in areas of weakness that could damage the business, hurt the business, or hold the business back like communication, leadership, abilities, emotional response, uh, financial literacy, et cetera. So I have started that business after being in the mortgage industry, which I still am, uh, and running a large group there and understanding that it's the mortgages was my vehicle, but really what it comes down to is building people. And that's what we focus on, and we wanted to get that out. And so uh, I also have the What Are You Made Of podcast, and it's a little little bit about me.
0: Awesome. How did you get into... um... The current space that you operate in. What was the, what was the inspiration, behind uh, pursuing this line of work?
1: The people building. Right. Yeah. So in the mortgage industry, like we, we do very well, and we, we have 40 employees, and mortgages is our vehicle. Then we do that for you know helping people buy homes and all that. But I found myself getting up in the morning every day, really focusing on how can I build my people. How can i bring a message to them to help them in areas that they're struggling in that's holding their business back uh so i just decided this you know obviously we could do that and grow our business in the mortgage industry which is fine and we, we are doing that but it's not fast enough and it's not big enough for me so i wanted to get out to the to the world and start impacting others and not only that are when you are trying to get known in your market to to sell business and get out of obscurity it's if you just focus on the local market it's not good enough Like you're going to come up short. So what I thought to myself is let me get known globally to be able to inspire and build people and the local market should take care of itself.
0: Uh, 100% that makes sense. And, um, you know, we live in a beautiful time where you can kind of scale your skill set and you can reach uh, anybody anywhere. So with that sort of accessibility, it's only, it only makes sense to approach it in that manner. I feel like A lot of people especially younger entrepreneurs get caught up in um, trying to capture the local markets a little bit too much and they don't seek to go outside of their bubble outside of their comfort zone and they rather have you know small wins in their little bubble and you know again that's kind of like a hierarchy thing where you know you you want to be on top of the hierarchy in a smaller sort of environment but when you go to the real world the bigger world you get placed lower on the hierarchy, so a lot of people avoid that. I'm curious to hear your perspective and stance on how to maneuver through that.
1: Well, because people want to play it safe, and then they they you know they're scared to stretch themselves because it makes them feel uncomfortable. And you know when you do stay in an area where you're the top dog, you feel like a big fish. It's an ego thing. Uh, I like to go places where I'm not. I like to be around people that are further off than me, that further along their journey, think bigger, um, because it makes me stretch. Because if if left at our own devices, we all go back to our default position, which is just to get by. Just get by. Just get by. Right. And as long as we're just getting by, we're comfortable. And that, to me, comf- being comfortable and complacent is, is the devil. I don't like it. I don't want to be a part of it. Um, and so that's why people do that. And, you know, let me just give you a real quick other background. Like, you know, growing up for me, um, uh, I had a fire lit in me, in me at a very young age. You know, my parents, I don't remember them being together. And so when I came, you know, they broke home, lived with my dad for three years. My parents had a lot of conflict going on. And it came down on me as an 8 to 9, 10-year-old kid. And at some point, I had to get out of an environment at one point and uh, dealing with emotional, psychological abuse. I decided to make a decision, an executive decision, as a young kid, to get out of the environment, move to a, my mom's house, and I made that decision. And at that point, my dad wasn't very happy. So he basically, the hundred-dollar bill story. He uh he, he always carried a lot of hundred-dollar bills in his pocket. My dad was a mason. He had hard worker, big forearms, rough hands. He always, you know, worked hard. And I looked up to him for that. When he found out that I wanted to move with my mom, he t- takes this wad of hundred-dollar bills out and he peels one off and crumples it up and throws it at me, and says, "Here, you're going to need the, you know, need this money when you're living on the streets with your mother one day." And so, from a young age, for me, I've always been like, like trying to prove him wrong, and so I've always had this fire to keep pushing and do that. I don't think everybody has that uh, story inside their head all the time. There's stories everybody's got something to drive off of. I think that people need to look for those setbacks and difficulties in their lives to use as fuel. I say rocket fuel. Um, but I have that. And so I don't think a lot of people uh, are aware of that ability. And if they can become aware of that ability, um, they'll, they'll go out in other markets. They'll do whatever it takes to, to make things happen.
0: I definitely agree. And I can relate to a certain extent. Um, I actually moved to this country when I was 12, same thing, parents separated. And, um, you know i feel like when something like that happens which you you mentioned that a lot of people have stories you know you have two options where you could either suppress that and 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 focus on escaping those emotions and feelings or you could channel them into you know the driving force that separates you from the rest and um doing the former is a little bit easier because you can use that situation to justify you know your current situation, or you can use that situation to justify why you haven't done certain things. But I feel like it's really difficult to, you know, have that level of introspection to really tap into the the hardships that everyone goes through, and everyone has a version of it. You know, it's it's all relative. But um, I'm I'm, just, I'm curious to hear how you sort of crafted the ability to tap into those emotions, and if you could recall any instances where. You had to go to those emotions to be able to push yourself further.
1: Yeah, so you know, I think that you know when I when I was moving around a lot when I was a kid from school to school to school, I was always in uncomfortable situations, always in awkward situations. So, you know, to me, I've always been built for adversity, uh, and so I think, man, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that easy and and complacent. Is something where people go to because their mind, our brains, are programmed to justify and, and prove ourselves right for where we are, and you know that, that 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 easiness, that excuse that people use, doesn't let them advance, and that's why there's so many mediocre, average, and below-average people out there in regards to their lifestyle, their health, their their uh, finances, and their families and relationships. So what we have to do, what I've done pretty good job at and and become aware of is I got to be careful what I think I got to be careful of the thoughts that go through my mind the words that come out of my mouth the actions that I take are they going towards where I want to be or are they taking me away from it and that's all I focus on consistently it's a simple thing but anything I'm doing if it's taking me away from my ideal life my ideal dream of what I want to accomplish in my life then I got to avoid it like the plague so Uh, you know, that's, that's what I focus on. I encourage people to do that and stop thinking just because so-and-so told you something, or as you're growing up, just because that's the way it was, challenge those, challenge those beliefs, and and really dig deep to find out, getting clear on what you want out of life, and then doing everything you can to do everything, actions, words, thoughts to go towards that.
0: Right, and um, the conversation regarding the focal point could be, you know, two hours long, but if we could briefly touch on um figuring out how to curate or how to how to sort of develop excuse me not develop how to how to find that focal point because it's um Real you know, easy. It's, again relative to every person's situation but oftentimes people rather cruise on autopilot and not really have that manual control of their life and journey. So how did you personally find your focal point and what would you recommend to people?
1: Yeah so let people are letting life happen to them instead of making life happen, right? So Uh, I just came to realize that life is short. I want something and I'm going to figure out a way to go get it. And so uh, I think that how do I figure out what I want? Well, I always think about going into a, a desert and finding a lamp, a magical lamp and you rub it and a genie comes out. And when that genie comes out, you have three, five wishes, anything you want, no limitations. People put limitations on because they, they basically are, their thinking is, okay, I can only have what I believe I can have, not what I can actually have. And I think things are impossible when they really just haven't happened yet or they haven't experienced it yet. So I take all limitations off. I remove all the limitations when I'm going through this exercise for writing my goals down to what I want in life. And I pretend a genie will give me anything I want. And that that little trick and that little exercise has helped me open and expand my mind, which I'm still probably not thinking big enough. Because at some point you believe that something can happen, even if you go extremes, but really sometimes we're not, we can't even comprehend or know other things that are available. Uh, So I think getting clear on what you want with no limitations and then figuring out how to get there and and committing to getting there is the start of it.
0: Definitely agree. Uh, Do you have some sort of a self-awareness where you understand your limitations or do you completely eliminate that out of the equation
1: i eliminate it because there's no point what's the point like what's the point of uh, trying to figure out your limitations i don't even know you can't well, not figure, figure out, out but at least acknowledge
0: yeah. that you know i <laughs> nah. may not be the greatest of this okay well the reason why i asked that is because um you know i would love to i would love to view the world the way you do and as i as i get older i'm sure i'll reach a certain point where i can but at the moment, I'm 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 kind of hypercritical again, speaking from my experience and perspective. I view the limitations that I have as legitimate obstacles. And um, I don't know, I feel like neglecting your limitations is a good narrative, but at the same time it could be restricting because at the first sight of failure, the person could just crumble and they could they could just fold under pressure, right? So how, yeah, how your label maneuver on- through that.
1: Well, your label, you're creating labels for yourself and then those labels limit you. So if you have an area of weakness, I'm not saying that you can't acknowledge an area of weakness and work on that weakness or hire someone to cover that weakness for you. I'm not saying that. Yeah, you need to do that. I mean, that's something. Look, all insecurities lie in the the lack of knowledge. So if you're feeling insecure, if you feel like weak in an area, you just need to gain some knowledge in that area. And then once you gain the knowledge, you got to take this is the most important thing. You can't just gain knowledge. You got to take action and practice and practice and practice it, whatever that may be. Let's say I'm not good at public speaking. Well, I could say, yeah, I'm not good at public speaking and create that label. And I'm just, I'm just not good at public speaking. Or I could say, I'm not very good at public speaking right now, but I'm going to work on it and I'm going to figure out what I need to do to become better. And then I'm going to practice it over and over again until I become good and become more comfortable with it so that I'm and, and, and practice it. And that's, So leaning into your weaknesses and leaning into the areas where you need to do it. And instead of labeling it and then not just, just not doing it because you already put that label on, um, that's, that's what I'm talking about. And I'm definitely going to be aware of what areas you need work in or what areas you lack knowledge in.
0: Right. And, um, just for context, I actually started this podcast because I wasn't good at talking to people or public speaking and, and, you know, kind of falls into the same category, but, um, Yeah. And I've talked about this many times. A lot of my listeners are aware of the story, but it's the same thing. I just started doing it. And, um, you know, over 200 episodes in less than a year, I feel comfortable, but I still see elements of my weakness come out from time to time where, you know, so that's kind of what I was referring to is acknowledging how you can improve on the certain elements that will come your way because it won't just be as easy as you know thinking about doing something and then doing it I feel like the learning process is where the actual learning happens or like uh, taking a step back and actually viewing it in an objective manner and seeing the flaws seeing the progression seeing the weaknesses and the strengths so I'm curious to hear um, your sort of experience within your journey of where you had to take a step back and just observe what was happening so you could make some alterations
1: yeah, so we had a mortgage company that we were running, and back in 2017, it started to fall apart. And I was trying to figure out, like looking at the reasons why, and I couldn't figure it out. And come to find out the owner of the company was actually skimming and stealing from people and tearing the culture apart. And some of it was happening without some of you know our knowledge, us managers that were managing this large group. <clears throat> and so after that had happened, about a million dollars is gone, bunch of employees leave. We're left there looking and saying, what did we do wrong? Like I thought we had it going well. I thought things were going great. And then what we did, we had to do a self-assessment. We had to look back and say, okay, I can't blame someone else for this. Because if I blame someone else for this, I'm removing responsibility, removing which gives control to someone else. Gives You, you have no control when you blame somebody else. And so then I'm stuck there being a prisoner if I do that, and I'm not okay with that. So I had to take responsibility, no matter what anybody else would think or say, and say, what could I have done differently in this situation to not let this happen again, and not only avoid it, but take sell And so that was back in 2017, and uh, we did that. We looked at it, got knowledge in areas we felt that we were lacking knowledge, and then we took action. And we got back to our company in two years where we it took seven years to get to before.
0: Awesome. Um, what kind of an ecosystem do you create around your self development and progression?
1: So, uh, clarify the question a little further. So,
0: well, an ecosystem in terms of the content you consume, the kind of books you read, yeah, information so, or uh, you know energy that you let in that allows you to focus and uh, continue down the path of progression.
1: Yeah. So, I'm a Grant Cardone licensee. I'm around the TEDx movement a lot. I don't know if you know that familiar with grant but um i have immersed myself in that content and i've supported that movement and i've seen the results that it does for me and other people and so i'm i'm constantly in that and also anything that can expand my mind and thinking and help me to think big and reduce the limitations um, that's what i focus on keeping around me um, positive thinking uh, big beliefs um, and then I mean, I, I try to stick to that kind of stuff because I don't want any conflicts coming in that go against that. So that's mainly what I'm into is is the 10X movement. And then I'm developing my own content based on that and how I've implement, implemented it in my life and how what the effects are.
0: Again, the reason why I ask that is because for a lot of people, there's an abundance of content, information, uh, resources, individuals out there that they could look at and refer to. And, um, you know, I'm... I would love to hear about your filtration system. What are some values that you use as filters to weed out all the bullshit?
1: Well, this is why you need to be clear on what you want in life, right? If you're not clear on where you're going and where you want to go, then you're not going to be able to filter things out. You're not going to be able to to make the right decision. So when you do that, you get clear, and then you make a commitment to where you're going. From there, it's very simple because you're either doing things and saying things, and thinking things that are either going towards where you're going or away from where you're going. You have to analyze that. And if you analyze that, then you just pick the things that are going towards your goals and where you going, and then eliminate everything else, remove all obstacles, remove the rest of the stuff. So that's what it comes down to for me to keep it simple.
0: I definitely agree. And uh, to close out, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like in this day and age with so many options, it's a little bit difficult for, for younger people to, to focus on one thing because you know, and I've seen this with a lot of people that I've had around or or been around where every other month they're doing something else, you know, whether it's real estate or, or insurance or something or the other. And I respect their ability to see opportunity and, and try different things, especially when you're young. But at what point do you have to decide that this is what I want to do? This is what I enjoy doing. And then go down that path.
1: You know, one of the things that, uh, one of the things that I do is I like to focus on one thing that can make me money and take care of my bills, whether I like it or not, it's something I can do. If I can get whatever I can score with, that's what I'll focus on. And then anything I add to that has to be in alignment with that first main score. You follow me? So making sure that, look, I'm not going to go here and do uh, let's say um, I'm in a mortgage business. I'm not going to go into mortgage business. And then all of a sudden revert to um, retail stores, and uh, do that. Now I'm going to do re, uh, mortgages and then is there something that aligns with mortgages that can bring maybe some success to the mortgage business, but also be a successful business business in itself, which it could be title company, it could be uh, coaching a podcast, it could be uh, training, um, any of that kind of stuff that aligns with what you're doing. And then that way your focus is still on your main gig, your main thing that's bringing in the money but then anything else that you're doing is always just helping that as well, but possibly going to explode as well. So.
0: Definitely agree. Well, I appreciate your time, sir. If you want to let the people know where they can find you, where they can find your website, et cetera, please feel.
1: free. Yeah. Arsh, thank you. First of all, for having me. I appreciate it, man. The opportunity to share with you and your audience. And I have a book called rocket fuel that's up pre-sale right now. It's coming out beginning of this year, 2021. That is the Mike. No, I'm sorry. It's C-R-O-C, no K mikecrock.com forward slash book mikecrock.com forward slash book go there get the book I promise you it'll change your life if you read the rocket fuel book it's called rocket fuel and I will not let you down with it to it and it also comes for your listeners at that link with 30-day free free uh, access to my rocket fuel program